0: Right, well, good morning, everyone. It is awesome being together. Thank you for joining us uh, for our first worship of Waypoint Church. Amen. As Justin introduced earlier, uh, we just had a name change, and today's kind of our official first worship of the Waypoint Church. And I uh, want to just say thank you for visiting with us. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. I can actually say this afternoon. Now, we've switched from the morning to the afternoon. It is uh, Super Bowl Sunday and uh, February 2nd, which means it's 2-2-20. 20 and uh, it's a special day. My daughter pointed that out. Hey, Dad, it's 2-2-20, so I thought a lot of twos. I, I thought it's kind of cool, but maybe you have to be a kid to really enjoy that. But it's great to be together. And Again, thank you for joining us. we got a great worship plan. The kids are going to stay in service today because we have a shorter worship plan today uh, as we take the communion here in a few minutes. And then we got some awesome Super Bowl parties this afternoon you can join us for. But I want to start off reading a guest columnist, uh, back in 2001, three months after 9-11, a guest columnist wrote this article that appeared in Newsweek, reflecting on what he learned from the tragedy. He stated, I've learned also that you can't take things for granted. You know how we always say, see you later? One thing I've realized from September 11th is that you can't ever say that for sure. Things change in the blink of an eye. People go to work and don't come back. One minute they're living and the next minute they're not. And it doesn't matter who you are. There's nothing you can do about it. He concluded, we never know when our time here will be over. So we all need to make the most of every minute we have. That was a column written for Newsweek by Kobe Bryant. And we know that tragically one week ago, Last Sunday, Kobe, his daughter Gigi, and seven others were tragically killed in uh, Calabasas, which is just south of here. And it was really a reminder, uh, reading these quotes from uh, Kobe Bryant from that article, how short life is. This is a picture. Caitlin and I had the opportunity yesterday to go down to uh, Staples Center for the uh, Timberwolves uh, Clippers game. Yes, the Timberwolves still have an NBA team. You might not know that. They're, they're terrible this year. But uh, actually, the game was kind of a side thing. What was really remarkable was the opportunity to go with Caitlin and go to this memorial and tribute that was set up for Kobe Bryant there at LA Live across from the Staples Center. They've said that hundreds of thousands of people this last week have come here to see this memorial that's been set up. It was incredible to be surrounded by thousands of people and to see the flowers, the basketballs, the shoes. It was literally everywhere. This is a shot from the Staples Center uh, just all the people that were there. And it was a very sobering time uh, to see, obviously, many fans of Kobe, uh, all the things that were written, and and just a powerful time. And I think about these words that he spoke uh, almost 20 years ago, that the quote that he said, Next next slide, when he said simply this, we never know when our time here will be over. So we all need to make the most of every minute we have. And today, for a communion time, I just want to remind us of those words. You know, for many, they're still uh, just a sobering time and, and reflecting on uh, what happened a, a week ago, and uh, so many people are affected, And and I want to really focus on those words that he said many years ago that Kobe said, hey, we got to make the most of every minute we have, and today I want to bring you hope, and I want to bring you a message that really focuses on the here and now. Because I think for many of us, we just expect that tomorrow we'll get up and go to work tomorrow. We'll get up and go to school. We'll get up and we'll go about our regular daily lives, not realizing that life is short. It's here one day and gone the next. And we're reminded of these things and sometimes these tragedies happen and it kind of wakes all of us up to the fact that, yes, our life It seems like it's just going on, but it can just disappear just like that. And I bring you hope today as we get ready for the communion because this really is all about Jesus. Our lives really should focus and center around the Savior that can take away the fear of death, that can take away the unknown about what will happen to my life after it ends on this earth. Because the fact of the matter is it will end for all of us someday. Sometimes we know it's coming as we get older in life. And sometimes it can be in a tragedy or an accident. But I want to heed these words from 1 Corinthians 15 when Paul writes this. And I want to share with you today the good news that we have, if you'll accept it. If you'll focus on these words in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 Paul writes this now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel. I preached to you, which you have received and on which you have taken your stand by this gospel, you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. Paul said here, he said, hey, listen, this is of first importance. That if there's one thing that we need to understand today, the most important thing, The number one thing, the only thing that counts is that Christ died for your sins. Kim Zajac, Christ died for your sins. Amen? Joe Serrano, Christ died for your sins. Rocco Norton, Christ died for your sins. Olivia Diaz, Christ died for your sins. Andre Gustinelli, Christ died for your sins. Chrissy Bixby, Christ died for your sins. You know, all of us here today, God wants you to know how much he loves you. And he says, I sent my son to die for you. Yes, God so loved the world that he gave his one only son to to die for the world, but sometimes we don't personalize that that means he died for me. And why is that such a big deal? Because you've heard that before. It's a big deal because it'll make the difference where you spend all of eternity. He goes on and says in 1 Corinthians later on in the chapter in verse 55, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death of sin is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord jesus christ can I hear an amen? amen amen therefore my brothers and sisters stand firm let nothing move you always give yourselves fully to the work of the lord because you know that your labor in the lord is not in vain why does it make a difference to know that christ died for you because that's how we have victory in christ that's where we know that death has been taken away And I don't have to fear death. I don't have to fear what's coming up after this life because Christ died for me. And through Christ, and if I surrender to Jesus, and if I give my life to Him and fully surrender all I have, fully trust in Him that I can have that victory that only can come through Jesus Christ. You know, God gives us this incredible gift. Romans chapter 6, And verse 23, says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Today I ask you, have you accepted that gift? And that gift is not just something to say, yeah, I accept the gift. It's really understanding what the gift of eternal life is. It's taking the time to say, hey, I, I want to know what it means to fully trust in God with my whole life and surrender my life to him. I want to repent of my sins. I don't want to live for myself any longer. I'm going to fully surrender my life to Christ. I want to be baptized into Christ so that I can have that forgiveness of sins and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and be given that eternal life. You know, it says, Paul says here, stand firm. I want to encourage us today to stand firm. You know, there's a lot of things in life that are trying to take you away from Jesus. There's a lot of things in our culture and society today that are trying to pull you away from Christ. But let me encourage you with this, stand firm. He goes on and says, stand firm, let nothing move you. Some of us are tempted to be, get moved off the gospel about following Jesus. Some of, some of us are tempted to blow away in the wind of all the teachings that are out there that talk about all these different things except for Jesus. Sometimes people think about, hey, there's a better way. Or you don't really need to follow the Bible. That was written 1,000, 2,000 years ago. You just got to follow your heart, follow your emotions. Do it your way. Do what feels right. Do what feels good to you. These are all the things that can move you. Satan sometimes works by getting us isolated, by getting you separate, by not having a community of believers that can surround you. That can keep you strong. You know, they say that loneliness is a feeling, but isolation is a choice. And I know that some of us, we go through our lives and we can feel lonely in our life. And St. would love you to use that feeling of loneliness to isolate yourself from others and try to live life just by yourself so that he can Wrap His arms around you and get God to no longer have His people around you. And let me just share with us today that one of the greatest things that God gives us is one another. Amen? God gives us a community of believers here in Waypoint Church that is incredible men and women of God that want to wrap our arms around each other and keep each other strong so that nothing will move you and nothing will get you to fall away from the Lord. Make sure that we know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. That's why it says always give yourselves fully to the Lord. You know when It comes down to it. And when I want to ask you the question, are you ready to meet God? Now I know we have kids in here and this is kind of a deep message if you consider the question, but are you ready to meet God? What if a week from now, next Sunday, something happened? I got the news right about this time last Sunday. Caitlin turned to me and said, I just got a news on my phone and said Kobe Bryant died. You know, honestly, when she shared that, it didn't connect. I I just didn't understand what, I said, what? And I realized at that moment, wow, how quick life can end. I asked you today, are you right with God? Do you know if you're right with God? If you're not sure, let me encourage us to take the time to study the scriptures, to find out, am I ready to meet God? You know, for some of us here, I want to challenge you with this quote, Ray Comfort. This this is uh, not a very comfortable quote, but his name is Ray Comfort. So he said, if you are not concerned about your neighbor's salvation, then I'm concerned for yours. If you are right with God, but you're not concerned about others and their salvation, something is wrong. We should be the ones, if we come to know Jesus as our Lord and Savior, not just Savior, but our Lord, and we're followers of Christ, you know what our greatest goal should be? I want to help others know Jesus. I want my neighbors, my friends, my classmates, my family. That is what life is all about because life is short. I've got to take advantage and make every minute count. Do we have that concern? Do we have that conviction when it comes not just to our salvation, but to the salvation of others. James chapter four, verse 13. And I thought about this passage after I heard last Sunday's news. Now listen, you who say, today, or tomorrow, we go to this or that city, spend uh, city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Well, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this and that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes, all such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. The question I ask you today is, what is a good that you ought to do? Our life is like a mist in the wind it's here one day and gone the next and we've got to respond to that we've got to respond by asking what is the good that i ought to do today you know for some of us here it may be for you to get right in a relationship maybe it's for you to forgive somebody that you've not forgiven and right now you sit here you know what that will get in the way of your salvation The Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, if you don't forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will not forgive you. It is a salvation issue if we choose not to forgive. So let me encourage you today, as we take communion here in a couple minutes, choose to forgive. Will you really let your lack of forgiveness keep you out of heaven? Is it that important to you to hold on to? to keep you out of eternal life. For some of us, it may be. Maybe you made the first step today just by being here to come into church. And I commend you. I want to encourage you to keep coming back. Maybe it's a decision. I'm going to keep coming back. And I'm going to keep coming back and just seeing what this is all about. My decision today may simply be, be this. a good I have to do, I'm going to make a decision to keep coming back out to church. Amen? Maybe for some of us, it's to study the Bible. It's to say, I, I want to know more. I don't know if I'm right with God. I don't know if I'm ready to meet God, but I want to find out. And maybe it's today asking the person who brought you to say, I-, I want to find out more about this. I want to know that I'm right. You know what? The scriptures can teach us to know that and be confident that we are right with God, that we are ready to meet God, and we'd be confident of that. You know, I don't know where you're at, but I want to call us. Some of us today are ready to, to surrender to Jesus to make him lord of our life we've been thinking about it we've been contemplating but we've not crossed that line where we've said i'm ready i'm ready to cross over and really give my life fully maybe that's a decision you need to make today maybe for some of us we've just kind of been going along we're we're following jesus but we got to turn it up a notch maybe we've not been concerned for our neighbors and we got to say you know i'm ready to get serious about sharing the good news to our community and helping others find that salvation, that eternal life. Because guess what? There's a lot of people right now that are thinking about eternal things after what happened last Sunday in the tragedy. You know, I've shared about my friend, uh, some of you may know, uh, Mike Garcia. I met him uh, two, three months ago. And uh, Mike here is in the wheelchair. Uh, We met uh, a couple months ago, and I met him for the first time. He simply asked me this question. I'm not sure if I'm ready to meet God. Can you help me? Mike is dying of cancer. He was diagnosed two and a half years ago, and, and uh, his cancer has ravished his body. Uh, he's only been given a, a few more weeks, actually any day, uh, but just a few more weeks to live. We've been getting together and studying the Bible, and uh, as we've studied the Bible, he's just said, I want to be ready to meet God. Do you have any suggestions? And so we started studying the Scriptures and, uh, you know, it was a powerful time for me to, to get with Mike because I'm literally looking at someone on the last few weeks or days of his life, and uh, his uh, situation has deteriorated. He was going from, we started talking about him getting right with God, uh, what it means to follow Jesus, repent of his sins. I asked him, I got right there, I said, Mike, have you forgiven everyone in your life? Is there anyone you need to forgive? And I just started going. You know, when you're meeting with somebody who's in the last days of his life, you don't hold anything back because you don't know if there's a tomorrow. And even this last week, as we start talking about, hey, Mike, this this is a decision you got to make. And he says, I, I want to get baptized. And we we kept getting together and Are you ready? And and uh, even this last week, in the last few days, his health has tremendously declined. Uh, we started talking about. He, a few days ago, he said, Chris, I'm not sure how to get baptized. I, I can't, I've lost my whole feeling on my left side. The next day he texted me and said, now my whole feeling of my lower body is gone. And, and so we got together a couple days ago and he was like, Hey, I don't know. How can we do this? And we said, Hey, I shared with him about the story that Jesus healing the paralytic, how four friends brought the paralytic to Jesus and through their friend's faith, they got him to Jesus. And we said, we'll find a way. You know, on Friday afternoon, uh, God worked in so many ways. I don't have the time to tell all the miraculous ways God worked. But through a series of different situations, we, we took Mike and he's ready to make Jesus Lord. We, uh, got him in the downstairs. We, we got a wheelchair. We, three of us, we got him up two flights of stairs. We brought him, filled the bathtub up in, in his house. Uh, and Friday afternoon, Mike Garcia was baptized into Christ. Amen. <laughs> You know, it was so powerful. He texted me this morning. He can't walk. He can't move. He literally can't leave that room. But he said it was just amazing. It was is perfect, and he was so overjoyed. There's so many tears. His family had gathered, and around. I didn't even know he, he his wife um, and brother-in-law had invited different family members. And we just there's so many tears that were shed. And and uh, Mike's been an inspiration. I, I, he's going to probably listen to this message. And uh, Mike is just such a joy uh, in my life. And I tell you, to see someone. In his last few weeks of life, you know what? He got it. He understood what this life is about. I said, Mike, you're, you're ready now to meet God. You've given your life to Jesus. I asked you today, what is it good that you ought to do today? You know, for, for many of us, most of us, if not all of us here, maybe we're not in a position like Mike, where we know we're in the last few days of our life. Maybe you're, you're young and you think, I've got years and decades. I've got a long life, but you know what? We d- just don't know. Our life is like a mist in the wind. Here one day and gone the next. So I want to close as I pray for our communion time. I want to ask as the uh, trays go around, we, we take the bread that represents the body of Christ. That means Jesus broke his His body was broken for us. He died for us. He died for your sins, each one of us. We take the juice, which represents the blood that was spilled on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. It's through Jesus shedding of blood that we have this forgiveness of sins. As we take the communion, I want to ask you to make a decision today to remember Jesus, and then ask yourself, what's my decision of how I'm going to respond to what Jesus has done for me? What is it good that you ought to do today let's go and pray for the communion father we thank you so much for this time to be together it's always a great joy to come and worship you and be able to sing and and really just take the time out of our schedules and i know that life gets so hectic and busy and we run to our next class and try to get to work on time and we're we're just so busy with life that sometimes we just got to stop we've got to stop and ask ourselves what is really important in this life what's The thing that counts. What really matters when it comes to the end of my life? And Father, I know that it really is all about Jesus. It's all about us really knowing that we have a Savior. We have a Lord that went to the cross for us, a Savior to die for our sins. And I pray that every one of us could say that, yes, I'm ready to meet you, God. I'm ready that I've committed my life to Jesus. Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to take the communion to remember Jesus. I pray that today we'll make a decision with the good that we ought to do today. And no matter where we're at in life, no matter where we're at in our spiritual journey, I pray that we'll draw closer to you and be one step closer to be ready to meet you. God, we love you. We thank you so much for this time. We pray this on Jesus' name. Amen.